All right, everybody, welcome back. This is the Good Old Hockey Podcast. This is episode number nine. Uh, we got some juicy, juicy stuff from last week. Uh, I know we recorded, what, Monday? Seems like everything came out on Tuesday. All this new stuff. But before we get into that, Gally, how's your life been going? Haven't talked to you in a week. How you doing? Dude, life's been good. Uh, just got a, got a Christmas tree this past weekend. First time I've got a Christmas tree in a quite quite a quite a few years I'd say yeah um haven't haven't been in the most Christmas spirit I guess in that stance for a while but uh yeah I just went up past Idaho City with my girlfriend and uh, my brother and his girlfriend and we just got some got some cut down some Christmas trees man like old school style did get a permit so no one come at me for killing the environment yeah. you know um but you know yeah, it is Cody, kind of good, a, yeah, yeah. It, it is kind of a skinny um tree it's not the most like branched out tree so i could do a little bit better but um you know it's got some character to it slim and then i i did go ice skating too i didn't have a hockey game this weekend which just sucked but um had it had a tuesday night 10 p.m start last week so that was probably the reason why i didn't have anything this weekend but um yeah yeah, man it was a pretty pretty chill weekend pretty lax watch a lot of football too boise state one um Mm -hmm. sucks that taylor green entered the transfer portal today though (laughs) <laughs> I did see that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have other opinions, but um, I mean, it is sad that he's gone, but um, I wish him the best, whatever he wants to do um, going forward. I think he also said in his post that I saw today that he's still open to coming back. He's just, I think, exploring options, I guess. Yeah. Um, so we'll see where he ends up, but <clears throat> enough football. Um for those of you guys that see me right now, doesn't look very familiar. It looks like really high quality. I do have a new job. I just started last Thursday for a podcast studio, actually, funny enough, out here in Boise, um, SP Studios. So uh, we will be doing more stuff here in the future, but I just wanted to test this out. Um, I've got to work with someone tomorrow using Riverside. So I was like, why not test it with me and Gally? And... Clearly, I've kind of worked out some kinks. This is, this is our third take, but you know, that's all part of it. But Hell besides yeah. that, we've got some juicy stuff that have happened. So we're going to jump into that. First off, we're going to talk about it. <clears throat> Corey Perry. Um, I have nowhere to start. For those of you that don't know, um, <laughs> Corey Perry, obviously a very respectable legend in the game. A couple Stanley Cups. Um, great guy. Oh, I mean, maybe not a great guy, but, um, over the last week, uh, so starting two weeks ago, Saturday, he got a healthy scratch and we didn't really know why as fans. Um, I'd heard some speculation about him with someone's mom, that someone being Connor Bedard, but I didn't really have a whole lot of belief in that, or I just saw it as a, another internet, um, what is it like another internet joke or whatever, just a clickbait thing. So I just kind of not really paid attention to it. And then Tuesday, of course we wake up and it turns out he has been dropped by the Chicago Blackhawks. And then that's when everything took more flight. And now we're where we're at now. Um, I think that day that immediately once that came out, everyone was like, oh my God, he slept with Connor Bedard's mom. Like, that's the truth. This is what happened, blah, blah, blah. 
obviously with the internet, <coughs> oh, um, anything can take flight and take just a rapid wildfire spread. And that's the truth. Everyone believes it. Um, later that day, the Chicago Blackhawks came out in a press conference and pretty much said, this is what happened with Corey Perry. Well, they didn't really explain anything, but they just said, we have decided to put him on waivers and terminate his contract. Uh, but there was nothing involved with any players or their families. And they kind of put that rumor to rest. We'd say, um, but then supposedly. a couple days later, supposedly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a couple days later, then they put out <clears throat> or Corey Perry put out a statement just saying that he was apologizing and I guess some alcohol had, he was like saying how he has had troubles with alcohol or abusing it in some sort of way. Um, and then, yeah, I think the Blackhawks had said something about it being a staff member or something like that. We don't know the whole details yet. And of course with the Blackhawks and their past, this is not a good look for them. Dude, for real. And, uh, yeah, of course it comes from the Blackhawks organization. They've been having some issues in the past decade with uh, getting in trouble. But, um, I mean, I wouldn't say necessarily, you know, pointing fingers at the Blackhawks. This is more of a incident related to Corey Perry, um, if oh, yeah. anything. And, yeah, he's, I mean, in a way, he's fucking kind of a legend. I mean, I think he yeah. has two cups under his name. Um, I'll say. But, yeah, this is going to definitely taint his career a little bit, whatever happened. I don't know if we're ever going to figure out what exactly happened and how soon that will actually be too. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I mean, I think I'm like pretty convinced. I'm like 95% sure that it didn't have anything to do with Bedard. Who knows? Maybe it did in the Hawks and everyone's just trying to, you know, sweep it under the rug. I doubt it yeah. though. I, d I actually don't think it did. And the more I look into it too, it looked like it was, some sort of drunk, drunken rage incident with um, some employees of the team, it looks like. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it looked like it was probably at some team event, is my guess. And yeah, um, it's just a bummer because that, that kind of, you know, obviously tainted Corey Perry's career. And uh, I hope he gets, you know, the help he needed because kind of just came out of left field. I mean, I feel yeah. like we talked about Corey Perry being a pretty good addition for the Hawks and, we did, yeah. um, he's a good addition for any any team seriously like uh it's just you know having that player with grit on your team and i feel like he was kind of a leader i feel like some people might not think that as much anymore yeah. um but you know he's definitely had a pretty good storied career so it sucks to hear this and you know i hope you know he gets the help he's needed for whatever happened but um yeah it, it could be something just as simple as you know, he fucked up once, though, and he just has to publicly come go out and say that because I feel like a lot of that happens so a lot of professional athletes and agents kind of lead them in a direction what to say. Um, crisis management is what some people call it. So yeah. who knows what happened? We won't probably know for a while. Who knows if we'll ever know? But yeah, um, yeah, I don't think it's Bedardsky's mom. That was no. fucking crazy <laughs> when that happened, though. Yeah, no, the start, like... All the comments, everything that I'd seen, yeah, it was just relentless. I'd seen stuff like uh, Corey Perry taking it a little too serious on the whole father figure role for Connor Bedard. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's endless memes on there that came out out of that, um, which I think will go down as probably one of the craziest stories 
the NHL has. Um, <clears throat> just like in terms of rumors like that, at least for the next couple of years. I mean, I think, I mean, I think in five years when Bedard is the face of the NHL, I don't think people will really be talking about it. But for the next year or so, it'll definitely be some chirps that he might hear. Who knows? But yeah, I think overall, we'll see. I don't know. What do you think about like his future? Uh, Corey yeah, future? I mean, see, the thing is, social media is a, it's a devil for professional sports players. Yeah. Um, and when some shit happens, it sticks around for a while. And yeah. it sucks that this happened to Bedard. I mean, this is, he's 18 years old, his rookie yeah. season. I think people who quote unquote are a little softer on the internet probably will forget it in a year or so. Yeah, yeah. But I do think that there's going to be a lot of trolls for the rest of his career just talking about Corey Perry and vice versa about Connor Bedard's mom. Yeah. So, Connor um, Perry. I just think that That's it's amazing. like probably it's not gonna it's probably not gonna go away a little bit, but um, I don't think it's really gonna affect his play or any his reputation or anything. I think if anything, you know, Perry's reputation is a little bit hurt, but it sucks that Bedard's you know such a high profile player probably the highest profile player of this year coming into the year um just in terms of hype and you know what's he gonna do um you know definitely was was bedard no one had ever seen him play in the nhl yet and for that to come in you know a quarter of the way through the season that's tough man yeah i i I mean yeah hopefully it goes away in in, you know five ten years but it could stick around for a while just knowing how people on social media and Holy shit! The comment sections are ruthless, <laughs> man. Like any yeah. any sort of headline I see about that incident, like I just go straight to the comments and laugh my yep. ass off. Yeah, no, it's all good. Um, it's funny. I think for him, I think he'll figure it out. But um, I think yeah. uh, I mean, where where would you see him going? Is the real question because I think you know having a player with that sort of grit on your team and Corey Perry's a proven winner, proven leader. He's yeah. a pest. Um, you know, I think a lot of players hate playing against him because he gets under your skin. Um, but I, I've heard a lot of teams are interested in him, even though this happened. And yeah, I guess I'll, I'll ask you first, but I kind of have opinions of where he's going to go. Where do you think he's going to go? Honestly, I don't think he's going to go anywhere. I think this really? is it for him. I do. I mean, he's – as a – playing on the Blackhawks is one thing, right? Yeah. Because all you've got is – Connor Bedard and Connor Bedard and then Connor Bedard and everyone else around him is not, I mean, he's got the, they got some young people that might be able to help him or just develop in a couple of years. But I don't know. Where, where do you think it all kind of react to that? Well, I will say he did sign a one year deal with Chicago yeah. for $4 million, which is that's near mid range. So yeah. I think that's a lot for a 38 year old. Yeah, 100%. I think he's still his worth is still there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think teams are going to see that. Um, there's been players in the past like Tony D'Angelo and Evander Kane that have had some yeah. serious off-ice issues. Yeah, I'd say true. potentially more serious. This one's a yeah. little sus because no one's really talking about it. Though. Yeah. Like, what, <laughs> yeah. The, what, the, what the actual fuck happened. Yeah. Um, but, no, I mean, I could see a team picking him up um i i I just don't know when exactly it's probably gonna have to happen before the trade deadline is my guess because they did terminate his his contract so he's a i want to say he's a 
he's a free agent right now. So any yeah. team can really pick him up. Um, I don't think he's going to get that $4 million check, but he will at least get to play in the NHL. Um, but out of any teams, I got three teams that I think that he's going to go to. I think the Oilers is one. And I'm kind of just saying that because of the Kane situation. I think yeah. that that happened with the, the with Evander Kane and the Oilers were willing to take a, you know, a chance with him. And I think it's worked out really good for them. Yeah. I think that, uh, you know, he's a, he's a good player for the Oilers. He fits in their system. Oilers are still trash regardless this season, but I do think mm-hmm. that's a good pickup from them. Um, I think that was a couple of years ago when that happened. I do think that the Lightning might go after him as well because I know they're kind of middle of the table right now. He does have experience with the Lightning with that, yeah. with the players there, with John Cooper. Um, so that's another avenue I could see him going. And then I do see that possibly the Penguins um, just adding to their veteran presence there. Um, yeah. So those are the three teams I got him going to we'll we'll see where he ends up going to but i think you know spending that time with the hawks even you know and beginning of the season a few games in everyone's like the hawks are going to be bottom of the table yeah. which they still are um but i think he's going to want to compete rather than get money yeah um he does have a couple cups under his you know belt so we'll see what he does maybe he does just sit out this season um it'd be kind of a bummer if he was just totally done but I do know, I mean, I saw some reports of teams calling about him. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens with that. But yeah, that out of all those three teams, I'd say he goes with the oil, uh, Lightning. I'm going to go with the Lightning. lightning. Okay. Yeah, I think they just got more cap space to do yeah. it. So We shall see. Um, but speaking <clears throat> on that, in terms of free agents, this is actually what we talked about last week, right? When <clears throat> I think our episode dropped on Tuesday and we were yeah. talking about Mr. Patrick Kane and where we'll see him end up and we were going to kind of get into that like maybe this week if nothing had come out and then of course on tuesday for those of you that don't know he is now with the detroit red wings and to my knowledge unless he's playing tonight he has not played yet with them mm-hmm. um but i think this i talked about him possibly going to the red wings to follow to um mm-hmm. and i had yeah. heard it from like chicklets and other sources that have talked about that um I didn't have any inside sources. I would just listen on the internet. But I also thought Buffalo, um, I think Buffalo had a chance, but then now they're where they're at right now at the bottom of um, the Atlantic. And I think he just, <clears throat> I think truly he, he wants to, obviously wants to go to a place where he can make the playoffs and win another cup when, where he's at in his career. Um, yeah. And I am really excited to see him play as a Red Wing. Um, I think it'll be cool. Also interesting, he's only played for original six teams. Blackhawks, Rangers, yeah. and Red Wings. Original six speed cool. run. But um yeah. yeah, I think that's a huge pickup for Detroit. Um just, you know, getting that veteran presence. I mean, and fucking legend of yeah. American hockey, let alone yeah. the NHL. I mean, he's a future Hall of Famer. Um Patrick Kane is a humongous pickup for any team out there right now. Yeah. No, it didn't do too much for the Rangers, but I think it's going to be a different uh, turn of events for the Red Wings. We'll see, we, we will see how he does, though, because he is coming off of a pretty serious, I think it's a hip injury. It is, yeah. Um, that prevented him playing for, you know, the first quarter and uh, part, of, part of last year. So we'll, we'll see how that, how he bounces back from that. But uh, yeah, I think the Wings are going to be looking good. 
um, in their division now. And um, yeah, it was surprising. I think the Sabres potentially were his top choice, but um, yeah, they're, they're just, they're not looking too good, too yeah. hot. And the Atlantic is such a competitive division. I mean, they're going to need to completely flip the script on their season if they want to make the playoffs, let alone be a contender. Um, which I think no one had that going into the season. I think a lot of people were like, the Sabres are legit now. But um, yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 tough that they they didn't get him. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a huge pickup for the Wings. I mean, the Wings are in their third place in their division right now and just a point behind Florida. So it's going to be awesome to see him play. He's actually starting, they announced it today, that he's starting tomorrow night, uh, playing Tuesday night for them. So Against who? It's a great question. Let me pull that up. Oh, it's not the shark. Okay, I thought it was the Sharks because he had said that, or I'd read somewhere. I think it was on Fantasy that now they play on the seventh. Um, it's playing against the Sabers <coughs> in the Buffalo. Sabers, ooh, in yeah, Buffalo that's too. So it's going to be interesting. I, I want. I feel yeah. like a lot of Sabers fans probably expected him to come there, especially after everything that happened last season. But um, yeah, damn yeah, it's. That's such a big pickup for for the wings, though. I think that's really gonna just impact the wings. And like you said, I think he Dipperinkits gets play is gonna go up a lot, and um, it's just gonna be it's gonna be so interesting to see him in a wings jersey. In my yeah, and no, just I see agree. him in a Hawks jersey. Hawks and wings are kind of rivals in a way. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think it'll be very interesting. Um, I'm excited for it to see him uh, play tomorrow. I think that'll be a lot of, <clears throat> it'll be a fun game to watch. Um, just his Definitely. return and seeing him in that red. But um, you had said about the Rangers. I wanted to make a note about, that. I think last year he had very little time with the Rangers. I mean, he was at the trade deadline and then what he had March and April. And then I don't even know, was he playing in the playoffs? Cause I think he was hurt at that point. No. Yeah. I think he did play in the playoffs, but um yeah, just it didn't. I mean, there was glimpses of him, his original play when he was like playing with the Hawks. There was glimpses of that. I wouldn't say yeah. it was um, one hundred percent there last year, but um, the glimpses of it, yeah, it was interesting. I just feel like New York had such a star-studded roster last year. Like he wasn't able to slot in. Um, yeah. I feel like he was kind of like a second, third-line player for them last yeah. year. So. Um, this year, I, I think, you know, he's going to be in the top two lines. He should be, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be a little bit different of an environment. I think to bring he does have experience with too. Um, Dylan Larkin is going to be there too. So, um, you know, it's going to be interesting. I think to bring and Larkin are, I know Larkin's for sure American, but I think to is too. I don't know about to Um, yeah, he's American. Okay. So, um, I mean, those two players, I'm sure they looked up to Patrick Kane. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, somewhat Larkin. Larkin was, I think, five years later, but still, like, I mean, Patrick Kane's such a legend. It's, I feel like it's, it motivates players when they get to play with someone they, they looked up to at a time. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Uh, next week we can break down <clears throat> that game uh, of his, his first game, see how he's been doing. But uh, next little thing on here. Is... Yeah, my prediction is that the the wings are going to do really well with them. But uh, I do too. Yeah, we can we can move on though. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, next thing we have is one of my favorite topics of the week, 
is the Panthers and Sens game. Because holy crap. Uh, I think we were recording in the middle of it because I'd been talking about fantasy and being like, oh, Kachuk has 11 penalty minutes already or something like that. And then we find out that it was a all-out just – I don't even – I mean, it was a Donnybrook. I mean, there was – every single guy got a – for those of you that don't know, every single player on the ice got in some sort of scrum fight – and the ref then came out and it said, every player on the ice gets a 10-minute misconduct. And this was like nine minutes left in the game. I think the Panthers were up 4-0 at that point, if not 3-0. Um, yeah, I think it was 4-0, yeah. seven minutes left in the third. It was one of the craziest brawls I've ever seen in the yeah. NHL. Yeah, it was just like all-out craziness. And then I think one of my favorite things was them panning to the Kachuk's grandma. And she was just like watching just like in – Horror. I mean, she knows like what it's into, but she was, it was just a great clip of her just like sitting there like, Oh my God. Kind of yeah. Thing, so. of, cor- of course it involves the Kachuk brothers. I just, <laughs> yeah. dude, I mean, as a flames fan, I miss Matthew Kachuk so much, but uh, just cause he stirs a pot that Brady yeah. Kachuk does too. Yeah, he does. Um, I mean, he started the be... whole, the one on the ice that yeah. led to everyone. Yeah, 100%. He was, he was the first one to get into it with um, yeah. the player on the Panthers, but yeah, it was, crazy all the, the freaking player all the skaters on the ice got 10 minute misconducts and it would have mm-hmm. been awesome cherry on top would have been if the goalies fought but um <laughs> yeah no that was that's awesome to see because i feel like rarely happens in the nhl yeah um but yeah holy shit i can't believe the thing is crazy is that all the players on the ice got a misconduct yeah um and what was crazy to me is that there was kind of ebbs and flows of the fight like it started off everyone was tossing and then it calmed down a little bit. And, like, I remember the stream I was viewing it on. They, like, said, oh, this is, like, chilling out. And then they're like, oh, here it goes again. And yeah. I think that's why they got misconducts is because it kind of settled down and there was whistles. And then yeah. they went right back into it. And that's, like, kind of almost like a double fighting thing. But I guess the refs on the ice, you know, really saw it as a bad thing. And uh, just looking at some videos of it right now, Kachuk is – one of the biggest instigators in it. It's very interesting. It was crazy too. Like yeah. Matthew Kachuk was in the box at the time. So yeah. So did you see that whole thing? So yeah. For those of you listening, um, <clears throat> I think my favorite part of the whole interaction was before that fight. Kachuk got in a fight with um, I forget who, but <clears throat> after that fight, he skated by the benches, and he's like chirping someone just yelling and then it flips over and he's talking to Brady and they were both of them were yelling at each other just barking about who knows what um I think I saw a clip someone asked him about it um about like what he was saying and Brady had said that Matthew was like we're gonna jump your guys or something like that and I don't know they were just like jawing at each other Uh, but he had said after the fact that they were like laughing together when they were hanging out with their families um, after the game. So that's always good to see. I mean, you know, on the ice, it is what it is. But after that, you know, it's all, I think it's, I mean, it's not a show, but they still have a level of respect for each other. And obviously those two being brothers, they're always going to have, I'm sure they got into worse fights as kids than they are right now. Um, oh, 100%. I don't, I don't I'd think love we've to ever see them seen... fight actually though. <coughs> I don't think we've ever seen them fight on the ice. Have we? No, I don't know if they ever will. I know they. I don't know. They've people have brought it up because they're both 
scrappers and pests yeah. in the league. But uh, it's funny because Matthew said Brady would kick his ass, but yeah. who knows? Uh, it's it would be it would probably be one. I think it would be one of the most legendary fights. Oh yeah, of all time. Mm-hmm. But then two, I think it would be so big for the NHL. I mean, just oh, yeah. in terms of the sports world, two brothers, two blood brothers fighting each other that you know aren't just blood brothers yeah. i mean there's some of the best players in the league too so yeah um two high profile blood brothers fighting each other would be huge headlines I would, that, oh yeah that might beat out the bedard story for this oh year. yeah so yeah hey, maybe uh, they should take know. one of the, they should make <laughs> sorry not the bedard story i keep saying that core <laughs> story but um i mean it kind of is both <laughs> yeah i think like i think it's, it's, it's it tied together yeah yeah but uh yeah that'd be awesome i'd probably yeah. i don't know who i'd take in that fight probably say it ends in a draw but it would be legendary if that happened yeah i think it'd be it'd be funny i don't know we'll see but yeah that's it for some of those juicy topics we had last year um but what we're gonna do next so we've been doing the past couple weeks doing hot or not mr galley you've come up with a great name did you think of this yourself right yeah i feel like i've seen it other places okay i'm not totally sure um, well, we're going to give you credit for this one. But yeah, I'm not totally sure if it came not, up as me, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, instead of hot or not, we're going to be doing contenders or pretenders. Very same concept of just talking about these teams um, and just giving them a title. Are they a contender or are they a pretender? So first one we got is the Vancouver Canucks. Um, I don't have the standings pulled up in front of me. Are you able to just kind of read yeah. off some of their stuff? I I mean, honestly, with the Canucks, seeing how they've been playing as of recent, they're 5-5 five and five in their past 10. I think that they're, I saw a stat, like they only have like two or three wins against teams that are actually in playoff spots. Hmm. Um, they lost against the Flames, or pardon me, no, they didn't. They beat the Flames, of course, on Saturday night. The Flames beat the Knights. Sorry, I got excited, everyone. <laughs> um but yeah, I did see, you know, they lost against the Sharks last week. That's yeah. iffy. And, Six um, they lost against Avalanche. I mean, there's a lot of teams they've lost against that aren't good. I do think that they have the best defenseman in the league for this year. So that's the thing about it. I think Quinn Hughes is probably favorite for the Norris right now. But um, it's a little bit hard for me to say. I'd say they are contenders for a playoff spot, but I would say they're pretenders when it comes to Stanley Cup. So kind of in between those answers, I guess. But um, that's probably what I'd put the Canucks as. I mean, what about you? I like that take, just saying how they're contenders for the playoffs, but maybe not for the Cup. Um, I mean, yeah, I think every team's going to go through ups and downs. Um, through like 10 games if we look at it and they've obviously losing to the Sharks is not a good bid for yourself if you're going for that contender role Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah I mean I think with how easy the Pacific is this year I think they definitely have a good shot at the playoffs can assuming everything continues and they can keep playing well uh, Quinn Hughes stays healthy um, continues his work that he's been doing Um, but yeah I would give them contenders and honestly i think i mean the knights are gonna be tough but i mean looking looking out west 
I mean, I think the Stars, the Avs, and I mean the Kings are kind of lighting up too. It's tough. Yeah. I'm going to give them contenders though. Okay. Okay. It's full out. I, I like that. And, a, a I shot. Mean, don't get me wrong. I think they have the leader in goals and defenseman points. So yeah, I think that's very important. But as a team, I just don't think they're clicking against good teams necessarily. I think they're getting a lot of points and winning games against these teams that aren't as good, which, you know, a win's a win. But yeah, I do think as the season progresses, I think even by the all-star break or halfway point, we'll see where they're at. Um, I think they're going to be around, I think they're going to be around top wildcard spot, maybe the three spot in the Pacific. Um, but that is going to kind of depend on the Calgary Flames. So yeah. I'm, I'm optimistic about that. But, yeah. Um, Calgary Flames are kind of pretenders. Some some nights I'm like they're contenders, but uh, other nights I'm like they're pretenders. But uh, yeah, and I'm freaking. Yeah, it is going to depend on them though, because I think the Kings and the the Knights have solid teams. I think they're going to walk up that division spot. But um, you know, depending on if another team's able to really pick up speed in the the Pacific, the Canucks do have that spot. So yeah, I agree. Cool. All right. Well, the next one we got here are their friends in the central, the Arizona Coyotes. So what is, what's their last 10? They're six, three and one, and they're on a four game win streak right now. So That's right. Um, I think with the Coyotes, they're, they're sneaky. I yeah. do think that necessarily, I think I'd almost put them in the same boat as the Canucks kind of pretenders when it comes to the cup but um, they're starting to pick up speed just as a team in general so um, I think they could definitely contend for a playoff spot in the west um, I could even see them if they do keep this up they could probably even you know hop over the Jets because they're only two points behind the Jets right now in the standings um, I think their team is just full of youth and that's huge in the NHL um, I think they are kind of lacking when it comes to, you know, experienced players with cups and whatnot. Um, but there's quite a good, you know, wide like spread of points on their teams too. Yeah. So I think that they're, if I were to give them anything though, they're pretenders just cause they're in such a hard division. I think there's better teams in the West than them when it comes to playoff experience. So I'd have to slap that label pretender. I don't think it's out of the picture that they don't make the playoffs, but. Yeah, I would give them more of a pretender than I would the Canucks. I don't think they really have a shot at the, the cup. I mean, I can see them making playoffs. Yeah. Um, But the Canucks, I think I have more <clears throat> confidence if I were to put my money on, on them. But yeah, I would say the Coyotes, they're definitely having a good stretch. And I think for Coyotes fans, they've had a long hard road of some bad teams. Um, and I think they're kind of starting to come together and these pieces that they've been waiting for to develop, just getting better and better. Um, so I'm happy to see that as a hockey fan, just seeing teams progress. And some of these players like Clayton Keller, I really like um, getting some success and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm definitely, I would put them as pretenders though, as, as a whole, but I think give it a couple years. And I think that, could change definitely definitely i think them making the playoffs is very important um for yeah. them to even progress this year so 
think they're starting to push for it. It's going to be interesting. I think it'd be cool to see hockey succeed in Arizona, but um, it's probably going to start with this team here. Yeah. I haven't hate to see Matthews them blow it up again. So. 100%. Three years away, three years from now, when his contract's yeah. up, maybe they get Matthews and that team changes completely. But, um, yeah, we're going to slap our pretenders on them. Uh, all right, so got the Coyotes. Next team we have on here is the Rangers. They are what eight two and zero in the last ten. Yeah, no, they're they're looking really good. Uh, I think that out of anyone in the East or top two contenders, I think in the league, you know, you could potentially even put them top two, top three. Um, I mean, their goal goaltending is looking excellent. Defense core is looking excellent. They're one of the highest scoring teams in the East. They're looking really, really good. And it's it's probably scaring a lot of teams out East. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'd, I'd totally slap contenders on them. I think what's some, something that's very interesting is Jonathan Quick 7-0-1, which I think he was, you know, in his higher 30s. I know I talked about him at the beginning of the season, but I think he's such a big addition for the Rangers yeah. and he takes a lot of that workload off of Shesterkin. So pretty, pretty impressive with what they, what they got going on over there at the Rangers. But uh, what's your take on that? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think they're definite contenders, especially out in the East. Um, We've got Boston too, but I think the Rangers just look hot and I think they got unlucky last year in the playoffs against a good devils team as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm honestly happy for Quickie. Um, even though he is a former king, he's still an American goalie, so um, I still want to root for him in that aspect. Um, and I'm, I'm curious. It's kind of funny though, just how he was in LA having no success, not no success, but he just wasn't himself. And then gets traded to Columbus, and then Vegas wins a cup with them for. I mean, he didn't. I don't even think he played a game. Yeah. But won another Stanley Cup regardless, and now at least in the playoffs, he's... I think he played a little bit in the regular season for them. So yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, he didn't play in the playoffs at all, but still, um, Aiden Hill took over after was it Brissois that got hurt? I think I don't know. Regardless, um, yeah, I'm excited for him. It's good to see that he's doing well. Um, and I mean, if you're backing up Shesterkin as well, like it's a pretty good gig. One hundred percent. They could, yeah. I think that's scary out east, though, having Boston with Swayman and Olmark and then having those yeah. two also. Yeah. I think that in their division, they're, I think they're going to take home their division. I don't yeah. necessarily see the Canes catching up to them. I think it's it's a possibility, but they still have an eight-point stretch on the, on the Canes. It is early in the yeah. season, so we'll see what happens. But, I mean, the Rangers are in the driving seat right now for their, their division, let alone know a pretty high seed in the west when it comes to the playoffs so um shit already talking about the playoffs it's not even yeah. halfway through the season i know but yeah. um yeah no the rangers i definitely would say they're contenders and yeah no i agree cool well that <clears throat> is all the teams we have this week um for that but <clears throat> i love that name still the contenders and pretenders because i liked i liked hot or not but it really wasn't it was very basic. I like contenders or pretenders is very NHL <clears throat> oriented. So I like that. Totally. A lot. But up next, this is something new. Also something you thought of, which I love, but 
What we're going to do, we're going to build a starting lineup for an NHL team, but instead of using hockey players, we're going to be using football players. So, do you want to, how do you want to do this? Do you want to go, I think we should go left, kind of like how I had it, left wing center, right wing, lefty, right D goalie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We can totally do that. Yeah. Yeah, Tyreek Hill on the left wing, Lamar Jackson in the center. We got Derrick Henry. Right wing. Lefty, we got Sauce Gardner, cornerback. And we got Micah Parsons, the right D. And then the goalie, we got Jalen Ramsey. And I have a great backup for why Jalen Ramsey. But uh, I'll let you go for your, your, your starting five. Okay. Did you get Starting six, yet? pardon me. Wait, who's goalie for you? Jalen Ramsey. Okay, okay, that's right. All right. <clears throat> so, for my... Top six. <clears throat> My first three, I'm going to fire out all together. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, Justin Jefferson on the left wing, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase on the right wing. So, Joe Burrow center, Justin Jefferson left wing, and right wing, Jamar Chase. I think to bring them back all together and have that be your uh, forward F1 um, <clears throat> would be so fun to see. Um, Joe Burrow being the playmaker at center. Uh, being the captain of the team, you know, and then you got two speedy left and right wings um, who can make some plays. Uh, and then for defense, I mean, I'm not super well in tune with <clears throat> defense, but I picked for my left wing, I had Fred Warner. He's got the size. He's defensive. He's more of the defensive defenseman, right? And then on right wing, I have Darius Slay on the Eagles. He's their cornerback. He's going to be more of the... Um, like offensive defenseman, you know, just kind of that Definitely. pairing of a big D man and then someone that can get some offense for them as well. Um, ideally, I did want to do Deion Sanders, but I know we're doing current players, but Deion with how offensive he was as well as defensive would be a funny, um, like offensive defenseman. And then for goalie, I've got some size in that. <clears throat> I've got Trent Brown of the Patriots. He's 380 pounds and he's six foot eight. 30 years old um, <laughs> but instead of going with I didn't really know who to pick for like an athletic goalie or like someone <clears throat> who would play like uh, I don't know like quick um, like Jonathan quick so I just went with size pure size I mean I think if an NHL goalie was 6 foot 8 and 380 pounds I don't think anyone would score um, yeah that would be no. that would be insane I don't know that if he were to go down in a butterfly position Someone shoots low. I don't know that he could get back up, <laughs> yeah. or at least in enough time. But if he's six foot eight and three hundred eighty pounds, I don't know that that net is going to have any openings at all. Yeah, I'd like to see someone within hockey do that. I want to see someone that's just humongous play yeah. goalie. I feel like it would still well, have, have to. I would say yeah. like, dude, it still still takes a lot of reactions and whatnot. It does. It does. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think that would be a great pick. Um, in terms of just protecting the net, having someone that's three eighty and six eight, that's crazy yeah. to think about. But yeah, I would. I mean, today's players, you have to you have to be able to go into butterfly or you're fucked. So yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, just to dive in my picks a little bit more, Tyree Kill, he's left-handed, able to create space. Like I said, on the wings, got fast breaks, plays through injuries. He's just solid on the wing. 
At center, we got Lamar Jackson. So with Lamar Jackson, I feel like a lot of people are going to give me shit for this. But he's physical. He's both great at passing. And that's debatable, I know, the passing part. But he check out the stats compared to other quarterbacks in the league. Not saying he's the best thrower in the league. But he can run. And I think he's just he's got that good football IQ. He's able to make plays happen. Most importantly, he's a leader. And if you got a center that's yeah. a leader, I think mm-hmm. people are going to like that a lot. Um, and yeah. the players around him. I think he really drives players around him. And then, you know, my right wing, Derrick Henry, I think he's just able to plow over every, anyone. Oh, yeah. He's Power huge. Forward. I think he would have a huge, just such a killer slap shot, one T, two. So oh, yeah. I can see him kind of being like the Ovechkin on the power play for, for a lot of teams. But uh, I think he would just be so hard to get off the puck. He's just extremely strong and – um yeah, I think he would run over a lot of players, but yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I don't, I don't know. That's that's kind of my yeah. pick. So then, obviously, for for my defense, I think Sauce Gardner is one of the best cornerbacks. So I think he's kind of, you know, it's hard to get past him. But I would also say Micah Parsons. He's fucking incredible. DN linebacker, very athletic. They're both defense, like defensive defensemen. I'd say. Um, I'd say Micah Parsons probably, if anything, would be able to create a little bit of offense. But having those two back there would be very difficult to get past. Um, let alone the goalie being Jalen Ramsey. I kind of did that as a meme because Jalen Ramsey said he could become an NHL goalie within six months oh, yeah. of training. Yeah. Which, uh, fuck it, he's he's going to be my goalie yeah. then if we if we do this if this ever comes into to real life. But uh, <laughs> to real life, he's yeah. also he's also a good cornerback. So. Yeah, um, yeah, I think he'd be a solid goalie in reaction mm-hmm. time and reaction speed, and um, he did have the confidence to say that. So I think that yeah. you know he's he's got that. Then he does, yeah. No, I think a big thing he would have um, probably the most confidence in goal. Um, yeah, so I think those are good picks. All right, we're gonna throw this to you guys, the fans that are listening. If you do get to this point and heard that, whose team do you think would win? We can repeat them for you guys. Left wing for me, Justin Jefferson. Uh, center is going to be Joe Burrow. Right wing, I've got Jamar Chase. Left wing, I've got Fred Brown. Or, God damn. Um, not Fred Brown. Fred Warner. And then for right defenseman, I've got Darius Slay, the offensive defenseman. And then Trent Brown, 380 pounds, six foot eight offensive lineman. And then for yes. galleys. And then my, my top six is, uh, or six lineup is Tyreek Hill at the left. Lamar Jackson at center, Derrick Henry at right, Sauce Gardner back on D, Micah Parsons back on D, and then Jalen Ramsey uh, for the cornerback. So that's kind of my my starting lineup. I think, I hate to say it, but Trent Brown's going to get sniped on. (laughs) Hey, if, you know what, one of those wingers could probably, Derrick Henry could probably, you know what, okay. (laughs) Derrick Henry could find the hole. If he can find the hole in when he's running back, you could probably find the hole in this guy, um, Trent Brown. So, but yeah, uh, I think that wraps up everything. We got a good forty-five minutes. That's not bad, actually. That's good. Yeah, uh, not we've bad been trying to keep our shows a little bit shorter, just because we know people don't always want to listen to us for an hour when they can listen to someone else. So, um, but yeah, we had it was a good episode. We had a lot of um, a lot of crazy stuff this last week, everything like that with all the news and stuff. If only we had had an episode that we were recording on like Tuesday or something, we could have gotten all like 
super quick, but we wanted to touch on it. So seriously, but, uh, let's see future stuff. What is this today? Today's Monday. We're recording this. This will probably come out tomorrow, Tuesday on Wednesday. If you're listening to this in time, we're going to have our one year anniversary live show on Wednesday at 9 PM mountain time. It's going to be on our YouTube channel. Um, if you're listening to this on Spotify or anything else, all the links are in the bio. You can go to that, notify yourself, subscribe us, uh, follow us on Instagram. Cause that's where you're going to get the most updates for everything like that. Um, with that stuff. Uh, but we also do have our fan voting open right now. Um, <clears throat> it'll probably not be open Wednesday around like one or two, like the afternoon I'll close it, uh, just so I can count up everything and make some stuff for it. But, if you guys haven't already, make sure you go vote and do all that stuff for us so we can see and get... We just want a good sample size, right? Um, vote for us for podcast of the year. That's the biggest thing in that vote. Um, Come on Up against all three of those. Um, I think as of right now, it's a close race. Last time I checked. Um, we were not in the lead, though. I'm not going to say who was in the lead. But I want you guys to vote for us. If you're listening to this at this point, go vote for us podcast of the year um and yeah anything else you got left galley no i'm excited for uh wednesday i think yeah. uh anyone that is hearing this please tune in it's gonna be a yeah. interesting wednesday night to say the least um yes i think we we may be doing something like our laugh last live stream where uh yep we do a, a dollar donated as a, yeah. a drink or shot so uh yeah I may very well have some whiskey available to me. Yeah. Um, so um, willing to get down and dirty for the donations. But um, oh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be a hell of a show. I'm excited for it. Um, mm -hmm. Wards are going to be good. I think we're going to go over some some good things. It's going to be sweet to have all of us on there too. All, what yeah. is it, eight of us? So uh, I think nine. We all nine of us. us. Okay, yep. right on. So yeah, no, it's going to so, be a sweet, <clears throat> sweet time. Check it out on Wednesday night. It'll be a good way to fill your night. We ain't got football that night. Nope. It's gonna be some hockey, but it's gonna be a good yeah. way to. Fill it'll your be time. late at night, so the, I don't think there'll be much hockey on. Trust me, this will be more fun than the hockey game. Um, <laughs> the one time I'll recommend listening to us over hockey will be Wednesday night. So, but with that being said, everyone, thank you for listening. If you're at this point, don't forget to follow us on Instagram for all those updates with everything. Um, and we will catch you guys in the next episode, maybe with Galley here if we can get that coordinated. Um, in the studio, but so long guys and have a great week later.